At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Visit RedBarnInc.com to save a dollar on Red Barn grain-free canned food. Blog Talk Radio.
Standard Time on Wednesday, February 20th, 2013, and you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. Oh, my God. You guys, I am your host. My name is Alexi Wasser. Now, just to quickly explain, what the fuck is Boy Crazy Radio? What is this weird, bizarro vortex within the interweb that you've stumbled into? What is it, you want to know? Let me explain. Thank you so much for asking. All right. In a nutshell... Boy Crazy Radio, which is what you are listening to now, is a call-in advice show, okay? Basically, it's kind of like Loveline, except instead of Dr. Drew or whoever his cohort, co-host is, I think it's uh, that really attractive guy who's uh, now engaged, whatever, that's, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, instead of Dr. Drew and that guy and whoever else and the English girl they have, what is this, a fucking advertisement for Loveline? This is bullshit. Can we just fucking listen to me for two seconds? Jesus. Anyway, instead of all those guys... You get me, an annoying only child girl with tons of energy and for whatever reason, lots of empathy, who just wants to listen to your problems and give you a chance to just say what you need to say uh, so you can feel heard. And maybe I'll even offer some advice because I've gone through so much crazy bullshit in my life. But I swear to God, anything you've been through, I've probably been through it too and in an even worse, more horrible way. And I've paid attention to it. Uh, I've collected all the data. I've uh, remembered all the feelings, and then I can draw upon all of that, and I can give you some advice so you don't make any more mistakes like I did, and so you don't have to feel so bad for at least any longer. Um, Anyway, so this is Boy Crazy Radio. You should consider it your new home away from home, okay? It's for you, for them, for him, for her, for us, basically for anyone and everyone out there. Yes, even you, even you, you fucking weird freak who doesn't belong anywhere, you do now. That's what this place is for. If any of the following things sound familiar, you definitely know that Boy Crazy Radio is the place for you. All right, check this out. Are you sad, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual, newly single, a cutter, a shit talker, a total high school fucking nerd who grips the straps of your dumb backpack that's covered in whiteout and patches for bad bands way too tight? Are you sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom just binge eating and picking at your face? Well, cut it the fuck out. I told you before, I'll say it again. Nobody's going to love you if you're all disgusting and pockmarked, so cut it the fuck out. Are you looking for love? answers, guidance, direction, or just hoping to feel a little bit less alone? Are you experiencing a shame spiral because of what you did at that party last weekend? Yeah, tell me about it. I can totally relate. Wait till I tell you what I did this weekend. You'll feel way better about yourself. Are your friends total assholes who smile to your face but then talk shit behind your back? Yeah, welcome to the real world. It's called life. Anyway, is the guy or girl you like not responding to your text message, your Facebook posts, your retweet, or your Instagram like? God damn it. Is your dad cheating on your mom? With you? Holy fucking shit. You need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face, in the form of a podcast masquerading as a radio show? Then this is your goddamn lucky day, because that is exactly what Boy Crazy Radio is. Let me, Alexi Celine Wasser, that's my full name in case you wanted to know, in case you even care, whatever, um, let me be the shoulder that you cry on because all I want to do is be the big sister that you never even knew that you needed. And maybe, just maybe if I'm lucky, the big sister that you jerk off to. So call in and, you know, pick up your smartphone or your cell phone or your landline or whatever, what have you. You can even call in using Skype or Gmail and because uh, it's the future. 
I mean, that's what I heard. Whatever it is that you need to do to get through to me tonight, because I really want to know that you're out there, whatever. Fucking figure it out. Do it. The telephone number is area code 646-378-0649. I'm going to tell you again. The number is 646-378-0649. I don't really believe in tattoos, especially on women. I mean, I believe in them because they do exist, but I don't love them on women. But I really think maybe that if you're a guy or a forward-thinking female, you should get it tattooed on your face, your arm, whatever you need to do. Program it into somewhere special and important. Um, phone lines are heating up. That's what they say, right, on the radio? Anyway, I saw a 347 number calling. And then it went, it went away, and I don't like that one bit. Um, anyway, you guys, I have so many thoughts and feelings and things to tell you about, so just bear with me. I'm going to get to all of your phone calls. But I did so many fucked up, dumb things and had so many thoughts and feelings and realizations and uh, musings and ponderings about life and what it all means, mainly focused upon relationships and, like, I don't know, the point of life and happiness and whatever, Um I'm just going to take you through my week because I missed therapy last week because I was supposed to go to therapy at 7 p.m. I go to therapy every 7 p.m. on Thursday, and I didn't go last Thursday because uh, it was Valentine's Day. And also, I want you guys to tell me what you did or what you didn't do on Valentine's Day. So call in and tell me your crazy Valentine's Day stories. We can all compare and contrast our Valentine's Day uh, adventures or non-adventures. Um you know, whatever. Anyway, so last Thursday, it was the day after this podcast, the last podcast, and uh, I had a date. I was, you know, I was, I was uh, you know, all throughout the day. I did lots of things during the day, and I was supposed to have therapy at 7 p.m. So my day was happening, and uh, all right, Top Shop, this is not a, a really serious aspect of the story, but Top Shop opened. I just figure that, like, there are girls and boys out there who like Top Shop, and maybe you'll be listening and you want to know this, but Top Shop opened in uh, in Hollywood, in at the Grove in Los Angeles. And I uh, I love the Grove. I love malls. Going to malls makes me feel cozy. When I go to a mall, I feel safe. I feel like I can spill something on my shirt or my dress, buy something at a store immediately, uh, and everything will be fine. I feel like I'm surrounded by people. There's a Starbucks somewhere. I know it. Um, it reminds me of, like, 80s movies, like Fast Times at Richmond High, or just any Molly Ringwald thing, or some kind of movie where, you know, it just seemed like good things have always happened at malls, and it's very useful. They're very useful. Anyway, I'm always at the mall. I love the mall. That's that enough. Okay, so Topshop was opening at the Grove. It was a big deal. I knew it was a big deal. I was excited, but I didn't realize how fucking big a deal it was going to be. I go there and I'd ordered something online. I'd ordered two dresses online. I bought the wrong size because the sizing confused me because I wasn't sure if I was buying, you know, I had to buy, you know, shop for a, a UK size or an American size. I, I assume their sizing was off because I always think I know better even though I don't. Um, so I, I think, okay, I don't want to send this fucking shit that I got in the mail. I don't want to have to send it back. That's too confusing and, and ridiculous. I'm just going to wait till February 14th when the store opens and go to the Grove and just fucking plop it over, you know, to the people who work at the store, great. I assume they open in the morning at the Grove. They didn't. They were opening at 4. I got there at 3.30, and I what I fucking walked into was a shitstorm. It was ridiculous. The Grove, there was, like, it was pandemonium. Uh, there was, like, a, a weird DJ, and, like, the music was way too loud, and, like, there's security, and there's, like, some weird parade of, like, models and uh, and and, like, 
uh, English like taxi cabs going through and like this like confetti and all this weird shit. But I really did want a tote bag. So like, and there was a line around the block. Like the, it was like some cool club or something. It was crazy. And I don't like waiting in lines. Um, so I thought, fuck this. So I had to fucking get my way out of the crowd, finagle my way out of the crowd. I did want a tote bag though, because I feel like tote bags are really fun. They're super cool. They make you look young and hip or whatever. And so I was yelled at and told to get to the back of the line if I wanted to get a tote bag because the dude handing out the tote bags didn't just give it to me. So I was like, okay, 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 I will. So I got to the back of the line, got my tote bag. They gave me some candy. It didn't taste good. They gave me a free lipstick. Finally, I got my tote bag. Then I fucking got the fuck out of there. And I'm cursing a lot. I don't know if this is normally my style, but I've had so much caffeine. Things are getting weird. Um, Anyway. That's the tote bag story. Did you love it? Anyway, um, so I'm I'm rushing about, I'm running around, and I have a date planned for like 8:30 that night because my therapy is from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock, and uh, and while I'm leaving the Grove, I see on Twitter, I hear over here somebody talking about how there's a Laker Clipper game happening in LA at Staples Center, and I love basketball. Like I don't know a ton about it. Majority of what I've learned is from the Kardashians. Yes. Fuck you. How dare you? At least I'm interested. Leave me alone. So I started paying attention to basketball, and I've gone to a bunch of basketball games uh, because my interest was peaked, and I was like, I want to know what this is all about, you know? And uh, and I'm totally into sports. And even if I don't know every detail about the history and blah, 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 yakety schnackety and all the stuff about the players, I like going to live games. I've been to a baseball game now, and I've been to, like, eight, like, or a handful of, like, basketball games. And I've only ever seen the Lakers play – because uh, I live in L.A., obviously, and I've never seen a Clippers game. And now the Clippers have such a great team, and Lamar's on the Clippers, and, you know, whatever they have, like, whatever, whoever they have. You know who they have. I mean, no, you don't. Maybe you do. I don't know. So I wanted to, you know, see the Lakers play the Clippers and whatever. So I text the guy I'm going to go on a date with, and I go, I know this might sound crazy, but uh, – is there any way we can go to this game? I don't know if you're into it. I don't know if we can even get tickets. It might start, like, in 10 minutes. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but can we do this? So we so uh, we got tickets. It was amazing. He was very uh, go with the flow and fantastic. And uh, also, well, this is not that important, but whatever. Anyway, we got the tickets. I canceled my therapy, so I have a lot of stuff building up inside of me that I need to talk to you about because I missed therapy last Thursday. Oh, God. Um, anyway, I should get to the phone calls. Uh, I also, what else happened? So we went to the game. It was fantastic. Then we played ping pong afterwards. That was super fun. We ran into people we knew, his friends. We played doubles against those people. Then we had sex for the first time, and I had my period, and I had, so we had, like, basically crime scene sex. So on Valentine's Day for me, I missed therapy, went to Topshop. No, I didn't even get into Topshop. I just got a tote bag, had, had, uh, had, had crime scene sex. Um, and played ping pong, and I had, like, a few drinks. Everything was great. There we go. That's what my Valentine's Day was like. And then I'll take you through the rest of my week that spiraled out of control, and I did something so embarrassing on Saturday that humiliated me. I feel the need to share it because by my sharing it, it gets it gets uh, the shame out of my system, and it will make you feel less alone because I got blackout drunk, which is totally not my style at all, I got blackout drunk on Saturday night on another date with the same guy, this lovely gentleman who uh, has put his attention on me and is taking me out and treating me so nicely, which I obviously just cannot accept because I 
oh, I just drank too much on Saturday, and I'll take you all through that. But first, we're going to get some phone calls. That was like a little teaser of uh, of a way you, you should not live your life. Except go to Top Shelf because it's like fun. Area code six four six. Six four six, are you there? Listen, you called me. Now you're not saying anything. Is there something wrong with my computer and my life? Six six four six three zero five. You called me. Just say hello if you have the area code six four six as your telephone number and you're listening to Boy Crazy Radio. Ridiculous. Um, area code. Area code two zero two. Hey, I'm here. Oh my goodness, you're here. Well, tell me your name, how old you are, where you're calling from, and then your problem. Okay, my name is Rebecca. I'm 22, and I am calling from Mississippi. Don't ask me why. I used to live in California. I moved to Mississippi. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> well, tell me what's going on with you. Okay, it's really dumb. It's basically like texting etiquette. I um, decided to stop texting boys altogether when I was 19. Um, I just realized I made for a lot of confusion and I just always thought someone liked me, but they lost my number or they were busy, so I would text them. So I just completely stopped texting people, and it actually ended up working out really well because it made it really clear who liked me and who didn't. And I've been seeing someone, and now we're getting to the point where I'm, like, really comfortable with that person, and I don't think I've ever felt like that with someone. And he told me last weekend, um, after we had this weird argument, he um, told me that he thought I did not, he basically said, like, I've been initiating every single contact ever since we've met, and I'm the only person who, like, ever asked you to hang out, and I need more from you. So now I'm really thrown off, because I feel like he's expecting me to contact him, but I just feel like I don't have, not the confidence, but I just feel like he's going to lose interest once I start contacting him. Do you know what I mean? Oh my goodness! Well, hold on. How long have you been with this guy for? Well, we met. Um, we met in October, so like we met a few months ago, and we've been and we like hooked up a few times at like parties um, that our mutual friends were having, and now it's been like we've been seeing each other like at least once, twice a week for the past two months. You've been seeing each other once or twice a week for the past two months. Yes. Okay, and he calls you every single time to initiate the get-together or the contact. Yeah, he always texts me, like, um, he'll call me every now and then, too, like, if we haven't seen each other, like, we were away for the weekend or something, he'll call me to catch up, um, and then he texts me about hanging out. Okay, so, and so he brought up to you in person the fact that he's bummed out that he always has to initiate? Yeah, so I think what happened is I, I got, just like you, uh, I got blacked out drunk on Saturday, and I was upset. Um, the reason why I got so drunk was because I was upset that he had not talked to me, like, Friday, like, he hadn't, you know, contacted me Friday night, Saturday night. We both knew we would be at the same party on Saturday, so I just kind of, like, got super drunk, and I'm sure got into his face about, you know, oh, like, you come to this party and, like, don't even talk to me about it. And because, like, the next morning he was like, oh, like, do you remember our conversation? And I was like, no. And he wouldn't really summarize it, but all he said was that, like, you never call me and contact me. 
Wait, okay, so you don't remember what you said, and then all he said, and then he just started saying that, like, you never contact me. What the fuck does that mean? That's even so confusing. Well, he didn't say it in a, like, he wasn't blaming me. He basically just said, like, you're going to need to give me more because I'm the only person who's been initiating contact so far. Okay, here's what I'm gathering from this. Here's what I think. Yeah. Okay, so uh, have you seen him? I'm going to ask a few more questions. Have you seen him since um, since you got black ass drunk? Well, yeah, because he slept in my house, and then I went back to his, like, we spent the whole day together, and I went back to his house, and, like, we napped and, like, watched a movie, but, I mean, I haven't seen, I haven't seen him since that. Okay, so today is Wednesday. You guys hung out together on Sunday. I can totally relate. Yeah. I got black out drunk on Saturday, and then we <laughs> hung out on Sunday, and then, like, you know, we're still talking on the phone, whatever. Here's what you need yeah. to do. Here's what's going on, I think. Um, ultimately, what I think it's coming down to is, like, um, it's about being vulnerable with someone and yeah. you don't want to feel lame or you don't want to feel like you're putting yourself out there because there's a chance you might get rejected and stuff. And, and like, you know, cause you seem like you really like this guy. And if you're annoyed mm-hmm. that he didn't, even though you knew you, you were going to be at the same party on Saturday, you're annoyed that he didn't let you know. So you got really drunk and then all your insecurities came up and your blackoutedness, you know? Yeah. So I think just know some guy who who has been around since October that clearly likes you because guys don't do things they don't want to do. Like they don't, he's putting his attention on you. He likes you. He's been initiating. He's been talking to you. He's been texting you. He watched a movie with you and you guys cuddled and you spent Sunday together after the blackout weirdness. Like that's a lot for a guy to handle. And like, he's doing all this stuff. So I think, I think just, just listen to him hear hear what he said. Start calling him when you want to, when you think of him, text him. If you see something that's cute, that makes you think of him, take a photo of it and send it to him or call him up and go, Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? I want to go do this thing. I don't mean you should be like putting yourself out there all the time and like texting him 10 times a day or calling him 10 times a day. But I think it would be cool if you just take it at face value. He told you what he needs. He wants you to initiate and you should, because you seem like you really like him. So just do that. It's pretty cut and dry. And so you just have to like, just trust that he likes you. And if for some reason, Worst case scenario, which this will not happen, but let's say you do start initiating and you call him and then he gets aloof and stops liking you, which won't mm-hmm. happen. But if it did, so what? In a healthy relationship, you're going to have to both give and take and you're going to have to, like, call him up like normal people do and he's going to call you. That's what boyfriends and girlfriends do. So if you get, like, closer and closer and you're in a healthy relationship, that's what will be happening. If he can't take that, then he's not the right guy for you. So just – but it's, I think he can. He wants you to. And, like, you can't be pissed if he doesn't contact you and put it all on him. Like, you know, men have feelings, too. This is something I'm learning that I don't really believe but I think is true, which they tell me, which I think I've seen. Men have feelings, too, especially when they like a girl. So, like, don't leave him out there like he feels – like, don't leave him on the ledge. Like, all, it's all up to him all the time. Like, yeah, make a move. It's, it's awesome. So just do what he asks you to do. And then another thing yeah. that I've heard – in relationships, this has happened to me and, and girlfriends of mine. Sometimes when you're dating a guy or when girls are dating guys, they never initiate sex. And that can be a problem, too, where guys get to the point where they're like, what the fuck? Why am I always initiating sex? Like, why do we as women put the phone calls, the texting, and the initiation of sex on the dude? At some point, that's, like, lame and not sexy. Like, be confident. You're awesome. Of course he wants to talk to you. Of course he's going to be super happy. I was going to say stoked. Of course he's going to be super happy if you call him or text him. You're amazing. He likes you. He wants to fuck you. 
he he has probably kissed you in public in front of people he knows and likes, which is a good sign. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just fucking take down your wall, be vulnerable. It's scary as fuck. It's one of the most scary things in the entire world to be vulnerable with someone and put yourself out there. But you're not alone because he's doing it too. So just fucking jump in. It's exciting. And if it doesn't work out, who gives a fuck? It, it, it will work out. But if it doesn't, at least you did it 100% and you weren't being a pussy, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So you can text him later tonight and be like, just thinking about you, hope you're great, or call him tomorrow and be like, what are you doing? I want to go do this thing or whatever you want to do, but just start, okay? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I think it's just funny, yeah, because it's like so terrifying to do it, but it's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, but can you imagine, at least you're not one of these bonehead girls who's like, you're on the other end of the spectrum. Some girls are like, texting and calling and all this stuff to a dude and the dude never replies and yeah. they're still saying it. And you know what I mean? Like, don't worry. You're, you're, you're cool. You're cool. Everything's good. Yeah. I guess like, I'm just afraid that I'm going to turn into that person. Cause like realistically, like whenever I see something funny or that reminds me of him, that's like pretty much like 10 times a day. Like, you know, but I'm, I know I would never like contact him 10 times a day, but I guess I just, in my head, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'm going to, you know, he's not, he's not going to be interested if, but I know, I know, like, as you said, like, you know, there are games that you play at the beginning, but then once, you know, someone likes you, you can also be vulnerable. Well, here's the thing, though. This is something I've been playing with my brain, and this is why it's so scary for me to be vulnerable, even in dating this new guy. Um, it's scary to date someone new and put yourself out there because there is no guarantee. Like, yeah. you could be dating him for a lot longer, and he could just, one day wake up and not like you, or you could just one day wake up and not like him, or you like somebody else, or you're just don't you don't have it in you to give. Like you might shut off, or you could close your heart, or he could. That's the fucking scary thing. But we have to keep risking it, or you'll just shut yourself off. But like it, I totally get why it's terrifying. And so just like feel it out. It seems like you've got like pretty good intuition, or like you can vibe the situation. So like. You know, don't go mental. Find the happy medium. Don't do it ten times a day. Do it once or twice a day or just once a day. Still be mysterious, but let him know you love him or you care about him, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think my fear, I just need to, like, get rid of my fear that it's going to become one-sided, but on the other side. Like, it's going to just be me. Um, Because I just, I don't know, for some reason I always think he's lazy, but I don't think it's, like, he's lazy. He's just kind of, like, you know, chill and, like, kind of, like, takes, like, takes things easy. And so I, I just feel like once he knows that it's, like, you know, a done deal, he's going to be acting like, you know, oh, she can call me. Okay. But just just take it slow and don't yeah. overthink it. You're already overthinking. Just, just, like, try to make a little bit of an effort. But I will say this, to, and to all the girls who are listening, never, girls, never tell a guy you love him first. I don't care. Ooh, if somebody, ew, no. somebody else. <laughs> Somebody else can call in and tell me they don't agree or tell me I'm all fucked up and wrong, but, like, uh-uh. as a woman, let the man tell you he loves you first because that's just better. All right? So good luck. Let me know what happens. If, if I've given you horrible advice, tell me. Let me know if it's backfired, but I think you're going to be okay. Um, Area code 714? Yes, that's me. Oh, my goodness. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? And then tell me your problem. My, my name is Anthony. And I am from Garden Grove, and my problem is, uh, my one of my cats ran away, and I really want to get it out there. It's named Newton, and uh, it was a long time ago. Let's make sure that cat comes back. Everybody, look for Kitty Newton. <laughs> <laughs> Please look. 
Everybody look for Newton. I mean, Newton's probably, Newton's sister, probably dead. His sister misses. Yeah, no, 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 don't say that. But how long, ago, say did that. Newton, how long ago did Newton run away? Hold on a second. Hold on, that's my brother. Hey, what, how long ago did uh, Newton run away? About two months ago. What? No. About two months ago, but that's not, that's not the truth. It was like like two years ago. Listen, I don't know how calling into a, boy, a podcast called Boy Crazy Radio uh, is going to help you find Newton, who's probably no longer living or has been eaten or something. I don't know. But well, I just want to say I really enjoy your show, and you, 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 you say really great things, and uh, I'm a fan. So. I love that. Thank you. Thank, what do you do for, what, what do you do for Valentine's Day? I, for Valentine's Day, <laughs> um, hold on, what? Hold on a second, sorry. <laughs> for Valentine's Day, I went to... Um, this place called Sugars, and it has, um, they have, like, the kind of lingerie waitresses slash bartenders, and it was, like, 11 o'clock in the afternoon, and one of my favorite ones was there, and I gave her my glasses, because she's really sweet, my sunglasses. Hello? Well, that's, as long as you paid a good time, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was a great Valentine's oh. Day. She was, it was, like, in the middle of the day, and, you know, played some pool and whatnot. Hey, look. Anthony. Go handle your brother. He's out of control. But thank you for saying nice things, and I'm sorry Newton has passed away or whatever. Um, oh, no. You guys dial 646-378-0649 to call into Boy Crazy Radio and tell me about your Valentine's Day. Tell me about anything you might be going through or thinking or feeling. Area code 818. Uh, hello, is that me? Yes. Who, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Oh, I, I call is listening. Uh, it's, uh, Chad. Oh, Chad. Wait, Chad called last week and you were calling about your friend, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I called on my friend last week. So how, what's the update? Uh, anything going on with your friend or, uh, your life? Or are you just listening? Uh, all right. Well, uh, turns out, uh, he actually was kind of just, um, using her because, uh, she told me that the girl. Whoa, 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 whoa. He... Chad, 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 Chad. We got to refresh the other listeners' memories. Oh, they might have no clue. So last week, Chad called in. He is a wonderful heterosexual man. He'd be fantastic if you were gay, but he is heterosexual. And he has a, and he has a, he has a platonic female friend, and he was calling on behalf of his platonic female good friend because she went out with some guy, and Chad was concerned that maybe the guy was only using Chad's platonic girlfriend, uh, female friend for sex. So... Uh, I forgot what advice I gave you. What did I tell you? Uh, you told me to tell her to just like, just just like, like be cool and like don't like freak out or like text him or like do anything and just let him like take the wheel and pretty much see what happens. So what happened? So uh, <laughs> the next day, uh, she uh, this happened last Tuesday and I called you on a Wednesday. So the the Wednesday that I called you, I think she, like, sent him some, like, picture meme or something she saw on Facebook, and he didn't reply, and then, like, a couple of days later, she found out that, because I told you that while they were, like, together that night, that she was texting, that he was texting another girl the entire time they were together. What a dick. So, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so it turns out that he actually made the other girl that he was texting, he, he made her his Valentine, and now they're kind of like a thing or whatever. And he pretty much isn't talking to my friends anymore. So she was kind of like sad about that. Oh my God. But you know what the thing is? Well, there are two things. Uh, one, 
the whole situation unfolded the way it needed to unfold, and it worked itself out. So that's good. So at least like we're done with that. And uh, uh-huh. to, and you and your friend have to date because you're clearly in love with your girl with this girl, even though you say you have a girlfriend. <laughs> I don't think I'm in love with her. She's just really cool. But, I mean, like, I had a Valentine's stuff, so, I don't know, it would be kind of weird if we, like, started to date. I don't know. Listen, I'm not saying you didn't have a Valentine. I'm just saying that maybe if the current girl you're dating falls to the wayside or you lose interest or she does something, if she leaves for whatever reason, I don't know. Maybe there's something here with your friend that you're so overly concerned with, and I love it, though. But, you you know, you seem like you, you care about her a lot. So if she's not an ugly monster... And she's cool to be around. That's like a formula for love. Mm, that's true. That's true. Very true. I'll um, definitely keep it like in consideration. Keep me. Well, you know, don't throw me into the mix. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm dating someone else anyway. But whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, but let, let me know what happens. I know that's what you meant. Um, okay. Oh my God. This has nothing to do with anything that any of us are talking about, but. How embarrassing is that Britney Spears Will I Am song? Like, I don't like talking shit about things in the world. I mean, that's not true, but I try not to do it on my podcast because I like to, like, you know, I don't want anybody to, like, ruin my life or, like, for some reason. I don't know. I just, like, don't like to be a complete shit talker. But I do have strong feelings about certain things. And I listen to Power 1 to 6 and Kiss FM because, uh, you know, it provides pop Pop, uh, contemporary pop culture song. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, these are these, are these radio stations I listen to in uh, in Los Angeles, and uh, there's that they play that Britney Spears "Will I Am" song where it just sounds like she's like a weird phony robot. Like I'm not saying she didn't sound like that before, but like I don't know if it's I read too much about Britney Spears and pill popping allegedly or whatever she's doing or like her on that weird show, that judging show, whatever it's called, not The Amazing Race, but you know what I'm talking about, The X Factor, whatever the fuck. But now she has this song, and she has, like, a weird accent, and it's so cornball, it really it makes me cringe. Does anybody else feel that way? Oh, my God, I wish I had it so I could just play, like, a snippet of it where it's, like, talking about being in the club and, like, all eyes are on us or whatever. Oh, God, so embarrassing. It makes me feel so weird. Anyway, um... All right, so where was I? I was talking about Topshop. I was talking about my Valentine's Day date. It's okay. So Topshop opened on Valentine's Day. I go out with the dude. Everything's great. Um, and uh, I don't even. And then I don't know what happened. I'm really in my head about dating this guy, and or I have been. And I don't. I don't. Maybe I'm not anymore. But I don't know. But uh, maybe I'll relax or something. But. For whatever reason, I got very in my head about this guy. Like, I felt like something was off, or he's different from who I normally date. He's very kind and wonderful, and all these people are, like, telling me, like, all my girlfriends and people who know him are like, he's amazing, he's the perfect guy, he's the guy that every, he's the kind of guy that every girl should be with, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not trying, looking to get married right now, and not, not that I'm saying he is, but, like, for whatever reason, like, I just, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's because there is something off with it or I'm just overthinking because I like him a lot or he's just different or there's some different vibe or element to this dude or something or I'm or I've I met him because there's some life lesson I'm supposed to learn and I don't know. I've dated a million people. It's not like I'm a virgin. I've kissed a ton of people. I've had sex with a ton of people. Um I've gone on a million dates and I don't know why I'm in my head about dating this guy. He's lovely. He's really smart. He's funny. He's taller than me. He's got a big private. He's successful. Um, 
you know, he's not like a band dude or anything. And like, I'm not really going to talk about him that much or in, in any detail at all, because you know, I, I never aim to do that with any guy I'm dating. And I don't want to freak out people like, Oh, Lexi just has this podcast and this website where she just talks about all the people she dates and has sex with and blah, blah, blah. Um, no, I'm not going to give you his address or his name or his number or all that shit. But, uh, anyway, so we had a really nice Valentine's Day. You know, we woke up together the next day after having, like, crime scene sex, which is, like, disaster. It's not ideal. I don't like having, like, first-time sex if I'm on my period. I don't really like having period sex at all. I definitely know that I do like a man to be okay with it. Like, I think the sexiest thing is, like, if I'm like, oh, my God, I really want to have sex, but, like, something horrible happened. I have my period. And then the guy goes, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. And, like, Ideally, I'm like I have a. That's very sexy because you know you don't want some guy to be a pussy who's like, oh, get away from me, I can't do this. Like I don't want that because that's that's off-putting. Because I'm not fucking trying to go out of my way to be like, yeah, let me lean on your face or whatever. Anyway, um, so it's like sexy because that's like nowadays in 2013 when every dude is like basically gay even if he doesn't think he is. Um, that is like a masculine thing, a dude wanting to fuck you even if you're all bloody. Um. What the hell was my point? Oh, but I have another guy friend that I was talking to, and he's so gnarly. He's like, oh, I love period sex. And then he, like, started talking about things like, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but he, like, started talking about how he'll, like, like, he would basically, I'm sure he'd, like, tribally, like, paint his face, like, in a tribal manner with, like, menstrual blood. But that's, like, way, that's, like, another, I mean, that's not my, I'm not looking for that. But I thought that was ridiculous when he told me that and made me laugh. And now here I am telling you. So there are extremes. There are extremes in every situation. Um, anyway, so we had the crime scene sex. The next day we got brunch. We had a nice time. We said goodbye. So it's Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday he asked me if I want to go out. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I really like this guy. He's just so great. Oh, my God, he's already asking me out for dinner on Saturday, and he's going to have dinner with a group of people, like a bunch of his friends. And I was like, and I said to him, I went, shouldn't I game you? Am I being too available? Like, I said this to him. I went, am I being too available? Shouldn't I, like, make up something so we don't hang out so I leave you wondering? And he was like, well, that's mean-spirited. If you have a plan, you know, don't hang out with me. But if you're free, I would love to see you. So I'm thinking, wow, I am dealing with a real adult here. This is, I do want to hang out with him. And I, don't, I should not game him. And my goodness. So I had only had two pieces of toast. Um, I, on the drive over, to go see him, I was uh, on the phone with a guy. There are lots of elements to my week, and I'm, like, taking you through it in this bizarre, all-over-the-place manner. Um, because things are multifaceted and layered. So on the drive over to this guy's house, so I could meet him at his house before we go to dinner with his friends, uh, I called up this young man, this young guy. I won't say boy, but he's a young man, and he does not live in Los Angeles. And we have, like, an emotional relationship. We dated two years ago, and he's still in my life. And on New Year's Day, he sent me flowers, and we've known each other for a little over two years. And he's very romantic and a lovely boy and gorgeous and so romantic. But he's, like, very young, and he lives in New York, and I live in L.A., and he's getting his life together. And he's, like, and I don't know what I want, but I'm, I know I, at this moment in my life I – I want the romance, and I want a guy to be romantic and have that romanticism aspect of him, but I also, I don't know what's right for me. There's so many different types of guys, and so many, I mean, girls, can you relate to me? Like, I'm on this weird, searching, bizarro journey where I'm trying to figure out what works, and I think everybody is, and like, you know, when you're not super old and you're not a crazy, ugly monster, maybe you have options, and you get to try on all these different people for size, and I know that 
even though I, I have this lovely guy that I could have sex with maybe sometimes, if he ever comes to L.A. or I go to New York and he's very romantic and sends me flowers, I am on my way to a date with a guy who's older than me who has his life together more so than I do or this other guy does. And I'm just trying to figure out what works for me, which is what I think a lot of women and men are doing. Maybe more so women. I'm not sure. Call in. Let me know. So as I'm driving over, I, I like, told him. I went, listen, like, I went on a date with someone on Valentine's Day. I'm going on a thing now. And, like, I'm I'm dating. I'm, like, I'm not anybody's girlfriend, but I'm dating someone. So I just wanted to be honest with him so he wasn't, like, putting himself on hold while he's in New York. And I'm, uh, you know, not putting myself on hold. So that was a little bit emotional. But I'm able to compartmentalize my life in a bizarre way because I have no feelings or I'm an Aquarius or something. So I get to the guy's house I'm on a date with and uh, I'm starving. He's kind of mellow. I'm always frantic, kind of. So I get in my head, why is he so mellow? Oh, my gosh, he doesn't like me as much as I think he should. What's going on? Because I have this real idea of how things should be. I don't know if you guys do that, but it's a, it's a very – it is something – that can fuck you up and really do your head in when you have an idea of how something should be and then the person will never live up to it. And it's wrenching. It's so annoying. Um, so I didn't think he was like, I don't know. I just got really insecure. I had my hair down. I have this weird idea that like normal men, and I decided he's like a normal dude and not like a rock and roller or hipster dude. So I've decided non-rock and roller, non-hipsters don't like me with my hair down. They like me with my hair up in a ponytail and in a bun. That's how much I overthink. And he was kind of mellow. So then I thought, oh, my God, he doesn't like me or or this isn't real or what's going on here? Ah! Like every day I hang out with the person I'm dating, it's like we've never hung out before or something and we're starting from scratch. And it's unfortunate and exhausting for the person dating me and myself because I have to live in my skin and in my head. Is any of this making sense? Phone lines are open, 646 Three seven eight zero six four nine. I'm highly caffeinated. This is Boy Crazy Radio. Call in. Tell me how you're feeling. Tell me about your Valentine's Day. Tell me about your dating situation. So I go there to his house. We leave. We we kiss for a bit. Um, uh, there's more I could say. I'm not going to say anything. But then we go and have dinner with his friends. And like, I'm just like hyper aware. I'm thinking, oh my god, I'm meeting his friends. I don't know any of these people. We're not a couple. We're like, are we masquerading as a couple? What the fuck is going on? Like, I just felt very uncomfortable in my head, out of place, thinking, oh, my God, this is what it would be like if we were, like, seriously dating, but we're not, and we're acting like we know each other better than we do, and now I'm meeting all these friends that I don't know, and this is so scary, and I'm nervous, and here comes the sake, and then the sake comes through, and, like, it keeps getting refilled, and we're eating Asian food, and I'm not really eating that much because it's, like, everybody's sharing, and it's, like, communal, and we're sharing, and... People keep refilling the sake, and I'm drinking it, and then I get so drunk, then all of a sudden I'm refilling my own sake like a fucking, like, like Miranda Hobbs in uh, whatever season or episode of Sex and the City when she goes on a date with a really attractive guy and she just starts drinking to disappear. I think I may have been drinking to disappear. This is what happens sometimes. I think when you drink, when you don't eat enough food, okay, when you don't eat enough food, you feel insecure, and you drink too much, that is a recipe for blacking out. When you don't feel enough and you're not, you know, comfortable in your skin and you kind of want to hide and you just keep fucking drinking, well, I ended the night with the friends. I was charming, I think, I hope. I don't think I said anything crazy. To me, I believe that I was charming. And then the minute I got in the dude's car, I blacked out and I started saying the craziest things. 
like ridiculous things. Um, I said things like, why are you pretending to be attracted to me? You're not attracted to me. I know you're not attracted to me. I know it. I don't feel like you don't think I'm attractive at all, blah, blah, blah. Then I accused him of being in love with some girl that he mentioned one time. You know, at one point when I was sober, he had said, oh, this girl's really cool. She has a boyfriend, but I want to go watch a movie with her. She's so funny. Like, wouldn't it be cool? She's just so funny. So I like I kept being like, I know you're in love with her. I know you're in love with her. Then I went on a whole monologue, and I think you girls out there will appreciate this. I went on a monologue and a weird rant, and I don't remember this, but he had to tell me the next day. I was like, my thighs are too big for you. The last girl you dated was perfect. She was a model. Blah, 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 yackety, schmackety. My thighs are too big. How can you like me? They're just too big. So I went on, I went on a, a typical mo- uh, thigh monologue rant. Uh, well, what else did I say? I don't know. Maybe other things. Who knows? Um, and then there was one moment, I guess, where I said that I, I needed to be in the same level as him, and we were both in the car, and so I went, to, like, reposition my chair, and then he did it too, and then I did it, and that, that's kind of like a cute movie moment where we tried to position our chairs so they were at the same level. Um, then I passed out and fell asleep. Then I got into came into his house, and I went, I should just leave. So let me just pause. If anybody out there is still listening, well, I'm just fucking ranting for myself then, even if you're not. Can you imagine if he went, fine, leave? I was blackout drunk. I don't remember saying this. And I said to him, because I had my keys on me, they're in my purse, if he had said, yeah, you should get out of here, I would have fucking gone into my car and blackout, like, I would have killed myself. I would have killed somebody. I would have killed someone else. Like, I'm not making, I mean, I'm I'm making fun of myself right now, but, like, I was so filled with shame the next morning when I was told the things that I said. It's not like I was fucking saying the N-word and telling him, like, I hate, you know, whatever, like, blah, blah. Like, I'm so glad that the darkest I get is, like, accusing someone of being in love with, like, a funny girl or that telling him that my thighs are big. Like, if that's as dark as I get in a moment like that, that's, that's ridiculous and funny. But this is, like, an overall, like, life lesson and, like, oh, my God. Drinking to the point of getting blackout drunk, which I don't do. I've done that probably, like, maybe four times in my life, and I've, I've started drinking, like, you know, when I was really young, uh, which is probably its own problem. That's terrifying. I'm such a control freak. I mean, that is just like, what have I gotten in my car? Anyway, I was so filled with shame. And uh, and what is the point of any of this story? And then, the next, you know, I uh, then I got to his house, then he, he let me stay over. He let me. He, he insisted I stay over. I took off my dress, and I was in my undies, and I went, oh, God, I feel sick. I feel so gross. I'm a monster. Don't look at me. I think I'm going to throw up. And he was like, well, if you still throw up, just go to the bathroom and throw up. And I was like, oh, God, that's my worst nightmare. Throw up. I can't. What do you mean? Ah." So I went to his bathroom, and I threw up, which is like, I don't like bathroom humor, and I don't like to, I don't want anybody to think I do anything gross ever. That's like my worst nightmare. You know, like, it's just not my deal. And throwing up, I don't want anybody to hear me throw up, especially some dude that I want to, who I want to find me desirable and want to fuck me at some point. Anyway, um, so now I've not only have I had crime scene sex, bloody crime scene period sex a few days before, now I'm throwing up at his house. He's just getting the best of me. I mean, this is just lucky, lucky this guy. So I throw up, 
I get it together. I, I wash my face. I make sure my hair doesn't smell like throw up. I, I feel okay. I'm kind of thankful my stomach is flat and I don't feel gross and I'm not spinning anymore. And, uh, and I get into bed with him. I fall asleep and I wake up. And you know that feeling when you wake up after a night out? You wake up in the morning and you're like, huh, and everything's fine. And then all of a sudden, it's not fine. And you go, oh, shit, what happened last night? And then you realize, like, you're not off scot-free. That horrible fucked up shit happened. So I apologize for, like, being embarrassing and saying horrible things. And then we just, like, and and this is the amazing thing. I'm not grateful for what happened. But what I, the thing I'm going to learn from the situation is not only to take a break from drinking and to not drink when I'm not feeling comfortable, because that's really horrible when you when you drink because you're feeling insecure. Like, that's that's not the time to be drinking when you don't feel secure. You should drink to have fun. You should be responsible and take a cab and so you're not going to have a night of dark darkness. Um, what I learned was I had this really insecure, crazy, vulnerable blow-up explosion in front of him. And I, like, let all my insecurities out, and he saw me in a really dark way. And he handled it really beautifully. Like, he talked to me about it the next day. He got vulnerable. It brought us closer together. He really saw, oh, God, like, in, in a way, that's all I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the fact that, like, I saw his character, and I saw how he acted towards me and how, like, how... He was just really sweet about the whole thing and it made me so like, wow, this guy's a great guy. Because if I were a guy and I was just starting to date a girl and she fucking got weird on me, I'd be like, whoa, all right, crazy. What the fuck? You did a whole like 180 on me. This is ridiculous. Anyway, that was my life. Uh, this is me bearing my soul to you to let you know that like, while I, I'm not claiming to be perfect ever, like, I never claim to be perfect. A lot of people talk shit on, my, on like, my Facebook or they like, write me nasty emails and stuff like, you think you're so great and blah, blah, blah. None of what I'm doing with my website or this podcast is because I think I'm such hot shit. I just, like, for whatever reason, because it makes me feel less lonely to connect with other people. Like, this is just, just as much for me as it is for you, maybe. I'm just trying to, like, feel less alone and connect with people and make you know that, like, if you're out there, just like that the girl called earlier tonight and she said that she got blackout drunk on Saturday night, well, that makes me feel like I'm just human. Because if I go through something, then there's a big chance that somebody else has too. And if you hear that I did something fucked up and that I'm not exactly proud of at all, then you'll go, wow, I'm not alone. I don't have to fucking cut myself or kill myself or feel so low and spiral and do a shame spiral. Instead, like, we'll come together, we'll talk about it, we'll feel less alone, and we'll figure out what can we learn from this. Like, how do I want to be not like this? Like, you know, I don't know. I'm all over the place, but I hope you get what I'm talking about. Oh, God. Phone lines are open. Area code 646-378-0649. And I have a thing called Boy Crazy Voicemail. And when you can't call into the live show, which is happening right now, um, you can leave a voicemail message. And that telephone number is area code 888 Six 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 two zero four five. So I'm gonna go and check and see what's in the boy crazy voicemail box. Hi, Alexi. My name is Sarah. I'm calling from Chicago. I'm 24. 
I can't make your show tonight, but I was going to leave you a question about a boy problem I have. Um, I'm kind of new to dating because I just got out of a four-year relationship, and being a 20-something single lady, I kind of don't know how to navigate the field. Um, There's this one guy that I've been liking, and he kind of is coincidentally my neighbor, although we met online, and he disappeared on me. Um, Granted, that was after we had slept with each other, and I am super hung up on him, don't know how to get over him. I have to pass his house every day to get to the train, which really sucks, Um, but it makes me think of him, and any advice you would have would be great. I've talked about it incessantly with all my girlfriends, and they all say he's a waste of time, but I can't seem to get over him. So any words of wisdom would be greatly appreciated. I will be listening to the show tomorrow morning. Thank you. Bye. Oh, my goodness, Sarah, thank you so much for leaving a message on Boy Crazy Voicemail. Uh, Your friends are right. He sounds like a loser. Maybe he's right for someone else, but he's shown you how he feels about you and what he's capable of as far as you're concerned. First of all, is your neighbor? No, that doesn't sound good to me that you slept with your neighbor. So that's a bummer. Another red flag is uh, you slept together and now he's no longer contacting you or he's retreated. So you got to forget about this dude. And here's what you need to do. Um, well, maybe take a little bit longer before you sleep with someone new. You were in a four-year relationship. You know what it's like to feel cozy with someone and loved and safe and familiar with someone. And uh, and it's not always going to be like that now that you're single. And you have to, like, take care of yourself and parent yourself and, and, you know, be careful who you let inside your vagina in your home. Like, don't go inviting strangers into your house. Meet them in public places. Uh, you should really see this movie called uh, Searching for Mr. Goodbar. It's about a single girl. And it's from the 70s, and this movie is terrifying. As a single woman, you should watch it because it's scary. Um, you can meet some dude at a hipster bar and bring him home, and you don't know what the fuck he's going to do to you. Uh, it's terrifying. Anyway, so what you need to do is start – okay, not, I'm not going to say, like, to get over this dude or to get over your four-year relationship. You need to throw yourself into some other relationship or focus on another dude because that's fucked up. We need you to focus on you, okay? That's a given, but I'm just going to remind you. Your first priority is you. You should be hanging out with your friends, as it sounds like you're doing. You should be, I don't know, you should definitely be exercising every single day. Like, that's something I've learned from this week, from uh, all the emotions I've gone through this week, and I've gone through a bunch, and there are other things I was pondering as well. But I noticed that when when I get trapped in my head, and I'm feeling either bad in my body or I'm not in my body, I'm only in my head, and I feel very disconnected, and I'm overthinking, and I'm very stressed, um, I am shocked after I go on like an hour-long hike or an hour-long walk how much better I feel. It's as if every little worry and insecurity I had about, oh, do they like me? Is everything okay? Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, why does everybody hate me? I feel so alone. I just want to die. Like all that shit goes out the window, and I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Hey, everything's okay. Why didn't anybody remind me that exercise is like important for your brain or whatever? So – I can't stress enough the importance of going on an hour-long walk a day. Why not drink a little water? Throw some water into the mix. That can't hurt. And how about instead of eating food with all your girlfriends when you hang out with them or going to, to, to like get drinks or something, go on a hike. Go on a hike every day with your girlfriends and make it like a thing. You know, like that way you can gossip, catch up on dudes, talk about your life, blah, 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 while you're exercising. And don't go binge eating afterwards. And then also, since you're single, 
um, meet guys at school and have day dates with them so you don't move too fast sexually. Go get coffee. They should pay for the first few hang sessions. Um, and uh, I don't know. Go out dancing with your girlfriends. Go see movies. Figure out what you want to do with your life. Make sure your grades are great and that you're getting good grades and that you know what you want to get accomplished in your life. Make a whole long list of all the shit you want to get accomplished. Make a whole long list of different kinds of guys you want to date. Write a long list of all the kinds, all the guys at school that you have a crush on. Um, meet guys at Whole Foods. Go shopping. Go to thrift stores. Get a magazine and then see all the fancy clothes they have in the magazine and then try to find those looks that you like at a thrift store so you don't have to spend a fortune. Go trolling for hot dudes at Target. Masturbate a lot. Take baths. Take bubble baths, even though I think they might give you a a vaginal infection. Don't do that. Take an Epsom salt bath. That's better. That won't give you a a private infection. Anyway, gross. How dare you? Um, What else can you do? Hang out with your mom or your dad. If they're dead, think about them. Uh, Write a letter to God. Uh, Just think about your dreams and focus on all the things that you want to get accomplished in your life and the kind of woman you want to be. You know? Um, what else can I say about all that? Um, I don't know. Does that help? I hope it does. I wanted to tell you another thing too. Oh, you should watch the movie Flashdance. You should watch the movie Moonstruck. You should watch Broken English with Parker Posey, Dazed and Confused, Metropolitan, Searching for Mr. Goodbar. These are a bunch of movies that I think are good for you to watch. What else? Fame, An Unmarried Woman. The Last Days of Disco, Valley Girl, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You know what? I should drink this much coffee before every single show. I don't know if somebody put, like, cocaine or methamphetamine in my uh, Starbucks Red Eye, which is a large coffee, a venti coffee with a shot of espresso, because I just, I am moving at a fast pace. Anyway, I hope that helps, Sarah. We're going to take another Boy Crazy voicemail call. Hello, Alexi. Uh, my name is Luke. Uh, I'm a big fan. I just wanted to call today and wish you a happy Valentine's Day. Uh, I have the biggest crush on you in the world, so I hope you're having a lovely Valentine's Day. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Hope you have a good one. Bye. Thank you, Luke. You're a sweetheart. Well, I don't mean to make you upset, but I did go on a date, uh, but that's fine. Oh, and on a side note of a side note, um, this has nothing to do with Luke, but, okay, I was telling Sarah, the girl who left a message, that uh, that she should let the guy, now that she's dating, let the guy take her out and pay for the first few dates or whatever. And I didn't want to go into detail about this because I thought it, it might sound tacky, but since this whole thing is about dating, since Boy Crazy Radio revolves around dating and love and relationships and dynamics and all that shit, I do want to say that this guy that I've been on dates with a lot, we've been on like five or six dates or whatever, like maybe five dates, six, I don't know, whatever. Um, does the next day count also? Like when you go out one night and then you wake up the next day and you go to brunch, That's like that, those are like two dates, right? So we've been on like seven or eight dates. I don't know. So he always pays. He's a complete gentleman. He's older than me. He's like, he just, he's just a gentleman. Like, and it's lovely and I love it. And it's fantastic because I'm old school. Because I make my own money and I will always make my own money. But I also have all these ideas that like, okay, so I'm making money. 
but women have the babies and we spend a lot of money on putting our face together and makeup and waxing and getting our hair done and our nails done and our clothes and everything matters. We have to spend so much money to make a guy like attracted to us or just to feel confident enough to like, this sounds so fucked up what I'm saying, but I'm being very honest. So I don't know. So that's kind of the rationale I have a little bit about, uh, like men, just fucking take us out. Like we're going to fuck you and give you a blowjob at some point. Like just fucking like, I don't know. I'm all over the place right now, and that sounds horrible. Also, what I said, but just it's men should pay, okay? They're too. It's too weird and, and confusing right now with with a like sexual or like gender roles and all this shit happening right now. So I would like to uh, keep a little bit of old school uh, romance and wooing, and uh, I don't know in the in the world of dating, and that involves man paying because it's sexy and it makes a man feel like a man because he's. He's, like, taking care of the woman, and he, he makes it makes a woman feel safe and cozy, like she can just fucking stop trying to run her multimillion-dollar company for a second and just take a load off and, like, put her head on his shoulder or on his chest and be held and feel like a woman. That's what paying makes a woman feel like. Like, he's got it. Like, he's got it taken care of. She can fucking relax. She's a woman and, and whatever. So on Valentine's Day, when I texted the dude I was going to go on a date with, um, that I wanted to go to the Laker-Clipper game, I didn't want him to think, oh, I want to go to the Laker and Clipper game, mister. Like, can you make this happen? Buy these tickets now. Because I feel like uh, I'm self-aware enough to know that that would be fucking rude as fuck because I'm, like, making specific demands on a guy to, like, spend what, like, a ton of money on these tickets last minute, like an hour before the game on, a val- on Valentine's Day, a big game? No way, that's rude. And he's paid a million times before. Can I do a fucking thing and be polite and just pay for something? You know, especially if I, you know, I'm not broke and I can afford stuff. So I told him, I was like, listen, do you want to do this? Can we do this? And he was like, yes, I'm down. Let's do it. And I was like, great, I'm paying, just so you know. And he was like, no, no. And I went, fuck yeah, of course. Like, I'm not going to make a demand on you and then not offer to pay. And I really wanted to. And that's the thing. This is for men and women. I want you to listen to this. Um, this is for both of the, for both of you, for all of us to know. This is how I think it should be. Men, if you pay the first two or three dates or whatever. And women, if you make the obligatory slow motion reach for the purse to get your credit card to offer to split it or to whatever, let's all do that. But the men should, the women should make the obligatory, oh, do you need my debit card? You know, like make the obligatory offer the first two or three dates um, with the potential of actually maybe having to split it on the third date or the potential. I mean, I really don't think the woman should have to split it on the third date, but, like, whatever. I, I know I'm talking to younger people, too. Like, maybe you guys are, like, 14 who are listening and you don't have very much money or whatever the fuck or, like, you know, early 20-somethings who are broke or whatever. But let's say the first three dates, dudes, just pay. Just fucking pay. And if you can't afford to pay for the girl, don't take her out to a fancy place. Don't take her someplace where it's going to be expensive and you can't afford it. Plan cool dates that don't cost very much money. Be romantic and, and like, come up with cool shit to do. And don't put yourself in a position where you would need for her to pay. So just, like, think about that for the first three dates, all right? Girls, always offer. It makes you look like a fucking cunty asshole if you don't offer. It's rude. Offer. But if he does make you pay or make you split it, He's a loser. Guys, did you hear me? Did you hear that? She's going to offer, never say yes, or you're a total fucking loser. You heard it from me first. If you're listening to Boy Crazy Radio and you like my website or anything about me or think I'm funny or interesting or smart or have any insight into anything, and you don't have to. I don't give a fuck if you do or you don't. But if you do, 
then take my advice, dudes. And girls, take my advice. Anyway, the point is, dudes, if you pay for the first few things, chances are women are going to like you so much and feel safe and really, like, kind and happy that, like, wow, you really make me feel like a woman in these modern days where there's no such thing as, like, a woman being made to feel like a woman, that she's going to want to show you how grateful she is. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the thing. The more men offer to pay, the more I want to buy them presents to pay for them because I feel like, cool, like, I want to now because he's got me. I can rely on him. I feel safe with him. Does that make any sense? If it doesn't, call in, area code 646 Three seven eight zero six four nine. Um, so anyway, bottom line is I paid for the Laker tickets because I wanted to, and it made me happy to because this dude is such a fucking gentleman, and I wanted him to know it was appreciated and that he doesn't have to feel like he's on a limb and that I would never, you know, I can help out too, and I want to show him with a nice gesture that, like, I can buy something cool that might be expensive or, like, or, or not and not always ask him for shit. Like, that's fucked up. I want to know that, like, I don't know. I'm all over the place. But you know what my point is. So that's, those are the rules of dating according to me right now today. And now let's take another Boy Crazy Voice Mailbox call. Hi, Alexi. Um, I'm 21, and maybe I'll try and call into your show, but it might be too late for me. Um I am from Massachusetts, and um, on Valentine's Day, my boyfriend, who I've been seeing for like seven or eight months, really wrote me a card, and in it, um, he wrote that he loved me, and basically, like, I had made him a card. I wasn't sure if I was even going to see him, because we have a little bit of, like, a long-distance relationship and I made him a card and he gave me his card first and then when I like I read it kind of quickly or whatever and I saw the love I didn't give I had written that I liked him in the card like kind of like in a cute way kind of and then I felt weird about it so I didn't give him the card and then I read that kind of pretended that I hadn't read the entire card and saw the love and just didn't mention it and now I feel like kind of terrible about it and I just don't know how to bring it up like I don't like he's never point is like he never has said love prior to this so I mean I could continue to ramble but basically he's never said I love you before gave me the card I didn't acknowledge it he didn't bring it up after giving me the card after spending like the entire night and the entire next day together I feel bad. I don't know how to bring it up or what to say or if I should give him my card. I don't know. Just toss on that. Okay, thank you. Bye. Okay, here's the deal. This is nothing that a little bit of communication can't solve. Um, just be charming. Bring it up. Have a sense of humor about it. He likes you. Apparently he loves you. You like him. You didn't let me know if you love him. I don't know if you do, but you'll figure it out. Why don't you just see him in person because this is more of an in-person situation, uh, not a text or a phone call situation. I mean, you could always call him on the phone, but uh, just go, hey, in person, when you see him and you guys are hugging and kissing or whatever you're going to be doing, just, like, be really gentle and go, by the way, I really loved your card, and I didn't say anything at the time, but um, you wrote love, and you've never, like, said love. Like, did that mean, like, you love me, or were you just, like, signing it love? Like, I'm confused. I'm a girl. I overthink. I just want to know, because I don't know that word means something to me and like I care about you so I'm not sure like did you just tell me you love me in a card that's all you have to do 
just start a conversation about it. No big deal. Don't ignore it because then he'll feel weird. And then also if he didn't mean anything by it and he just meant to sign it like casually love or whatever, then I don't know, then you'll feel better at least. You might be a little bit embarrassed to bring it up if that's the case, but it's in your mind and you're overthinking and it's probably eating you alive. So just like do exactly what I just did. You're, you're smooching and then you go, hey, can I ask you something? He'll go, yeah, of course, what? And you go, I was just wondering, like, I'm probably, like, totally overthinking, but your card, like, it, you wrote, like, love on your card for me, to me on Valentine's Day. Like, is that your way of telling me you love me? Or, like, am I, like, overthinking? So, like, I like you so much, and I just want to know, because, like, now I can't stop thinking about it. And, like, anyway. So I think that's that's how you should play it. And feel free to just, like, uh, record, like, you can play me playing the part of you and just move your lips so my voice comes out of your mouth, and uh, he'll love it. He'll just love it, and then he'll answer, and then uh, something else weird will happen, and you'll get more confused probably, and you'll have to call me next week or leave another voicemail, and then uh, we'll just go from there. But seriously, everybody's so afraid to communicate. Oh, and here's something I wanted to bring up. All right. I watched two TED Talks this week and uh, I don't know if you guys listen like watch those or whatever but you can get the app there's an application you can get for, for your iPhone and one of them is called Alone Together and it's amazing and it's about like how you know everybody's texting and how like kids today don't even know how to have a conversation nobody everybody's like terrified of phone calls which is kind of funny that I that's why I love boy crazy radio because I love it when like 14 year olds or 17 year olds call in and like they're like just calling in and they're you know you can't text me. And then it's like so cool that like, I don't know, phone calls are still happening. Anyway, uh, because basically the wave of the future is nobody fucking calls. And they're and like, and it's just all about like how, you know, young kids don't even know how to have a conversation anymore. They dread having conversations. Everybody's afraid to be alone. That's why we have our loneliness eliminators, our phones. You know, the minute you're at a red light, you get your phone. So you can go check your Instagram or your Twitter or you can text someone. And we aren't just, like, being with ourselves, by ourselves, and just, like, dealing with our own feelings because we're always just going right to our phone so we don't have to deal with anything, you know? And uh, so that was kind of fascinating, and uh, and it deals with, like, communication nowadays and how uh, it's it's scary because, like, I mean, what's going to happen when, like, two-year-olds now are, like, teenagers? Is it still going to be going like this but at a more rapid, weird pace where, like, you know, we just don't, I don't know. Or maybe I'm wondering if texting might get boring or tweeting or Facebook or blah, 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 or liking stuff or status updates and all this fucking shit. At some point, is texting going to be, like, so lame or boring or predictable that, like, it'll come full circle and phone calls will be retro cool or something? Because I still love phone calls because I like to talk, obviously, a lot, clearly. And uh, I like hearing somebody's voice, and I like the silence. Like if you're talking to somebody on the phone and there's a weird silence, and it's just awesome. I just love it. So I don't know. How can you not love it? Do you not like phone calls? Call me and let me know if you don't like phone calls. 646-378-0649. Defend the text if you think the texts are the way of the future. I mean, we know they are, but, like, we're living it, but... I don't know. Tell me how you feel. So one of the TED Talks is called Alone Together. And another one that's really awesome 
and has nothing to do with that. It's called Keeping Desire. It's about, like, keeping desire alive in long-term relationships, and it's so great. If anybody out there listening right now is fascinated or cares at all about love, sex, dating, relationships, human behavior, uh, or whatever, or having, or if you have a boyfriend or have ever had a boyfriend or you want a boyfriend or want to get married one day or whatever, watch this TED Talk. It's so good. And uh, anyway... Yes, you smack me. Um, that is that. I'm going to, I think I'm going to end the show shortly, unless you guys want to call in, because I went over the normal hour. Um, oh, I'm just rambling. I've got a lot to say, and it's the caffeine. I mean, we can always talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, The Shaws of Sunset, Real Housewives of Atlanta. We could watch, talk about Million Art Matchmaker. I'm watching all of them. But, Okay. Two things that I noticed this week that I want to talk about. Oh, I might take this phone call because i got to shut the fuck up for two seconds because I am on a crazy tangent. Area code 323? 323, you're on the air. Who is this? Hi. Hi. It's Erin. What's your name? Erin. How old are you? Where are you calling from? I am 24, calling from... New York. Um, I am calling you because I am terribly afraid of talking on the phone. Uh, you just asked if your listeners like to talk on the phone. I hate it. I have this ridiculous phone anxiety. I'm having it right now, but I'm like pushing myself. Um, but you're doing so great. That's, you're doing so awesome. Because I know one of the scary things about being on the phone is you might like overlap with the person, or it'll be all fucking awkward. But like. It's great. We're doing it. It's so weird. We're doing it. It's happening. Um, yeah, and I have the same issue with this guy that I've been dating. I we like we have a texting relationship and it gets weird. Like I <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm feeling like if he liked me he would call me, but I'm also feeling like if I if he called me, would I even answer? Would I be too anxious? Would <laughs> I don't know. It turns into this whole thing. So I'm wondering, do you have any tips to get over that kind of thing? What do I do? How do I, how do I handle that? How do I overcome that? Okay. Fear? Here's what I. So you say that he texts you. You guys like each other, and he texts you. Yes, he texts me. I text him. I feel like he's only doing he. Maybe he's only doing it because he knows I only feel comfortable texting him. I don't know. Maybe he's well, on to me. Well, here's, here's the thing. Like, uh, okay, so you're 24. Is he 24 also? He's like 28-ish, 9-ish. Okay, here's the thing. Well, this is what I do with guys. Like, I'm very straightforward. Like, I love texting, and I'm, I can be addicted to it, and I'm like, you know, like sometimes I'll have like eight different text conversations going on at once just so I can feed my ego and know that like a text is going to come in from somewhere because I've got like eight conversations started up and like it makes me feel cool. But if I like a guy and I meet him and he goes, cool, thanks, I got, you know, and he gets my number and he goes, cool, I'll text you tomorrow. I go like this. I go, oh, no, call me. I prefer phone calls. Or like, or I go, no, no, don't text me tomorrow. Call me and we'll make a plan. Because like I like to know that a guy who's going to start like, dating me or, or who says he's interested, I want to, like, I want to know that he can call me and man up and, like, be not a pussy, you know, not be a pussy and actually call me. So as far as this guy's concerned, I don't, like, because I have a girlfriend who 
she's told me she does not like phone calls. So I only text her because I know that's her thing. She doesn't like phone calls. If you want to get over this, like, fear, you should just call him and be like, hey, it's me. I am calling you because I'm trying to get over my weird fear of phone calls because, like, I don't want the I don't want the the art of the phone call to die and and uh, and just like start like that and just have like an honest conversation about like what you're telling me about you know hmm okay got you makes sense you should do it because here's another thing too like this is like an aside but so you don't even have to talk when you call me I just talk right over you but uh, okay I I was having like there's this guy who's super cute and. Uh, and we had, like, a text relationship, and we never spoke on the phone. And then the first time we spoke on the phone, I hated his voice. And that was so eye-opening because the sound of someone's voice, if you're going to date them or fuck them or whatever you're going to do and, like, be in a relationship with them, the sound of their voice is a real important thing. So, like, when we text and you don't get used to somebody's voice and you might not even like it, that's, like, a bummer. So you have to make sure you like somebody's voice, and texting doesn't provide you with that. Totally agree. Got you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. And also, you've got a really great, sexy, awesome voice, and you sound very smart. Yeah. And you're not even bad on the phone at all. Oh, thank you. I'm totally awkward, but thank you. I appreciate you so much. Don't feel awkward. I fucking uh, got blackout drunk and vomited at a guy's house, so uh, don't you feel awkward. (laughs) It could be worse. It could be a lot worse. <laughs> it could be a lot worse. Thank you for calling in. Um, that was amazing. Um, all right. Here's another thing I just want to put out there. When you call into Boy Crazy Radio and uh, you decide to hang up, most of the time I write down your phone number and I have it and I think I'm not going to let that person get off the hook so easy. I'm going to call them at some point. So that's what I'm going to do now because there are a lot of phone calls that came in and I think I rambled for too long and uh, I'm going to call this person back who called in and hopefully their answering machine won't come up and they won't say their full name. You can't run from Boy Crazy Radio that easy. Hello, did you call the Boy Crazy Radio earlier and hang up? Uh. I mean, when you can't just get away from Boy Crazy Radio that easy. What's going on? Who is this? Uh. First of all, why is your number coming from New York? Oh, is it? Is that... oh, I don't know. What's the number? 646? 347. Oh, that is so weird. I have no idea why. Um, no, I didn't call and hang up. <laughs> no, I called because um, I keep getting flagged on Instagram and Facebook, and so I just called the number to see if it actually went through because I didn't know how those 1-800 numbers work. Wait, what do you mean you got flagged on Facebook and Instagram? Like it just comes through my feed, oh, mostly through Facebook. It just comes through my feed. And, I mean, I, I've, I've talked to you once before, like, through meeting this banter, and um, I, I just, I mean, I've just known about the website for here, so I was like, oh, I'm going to see if this is actually real, and I just called the number. And I just went through a, a ringtone, and it was too long, so I just hung up. Oh, well, is anything going on with you tonight that you want to talk about, or any thoughts and feelings, or how was your Valentine's Day? Anything? Oh, my God, you are, like, stalker status. Seriously. I am. I didn't even know that the number actually showed up. <laughs> 
can't nope. be stalking you. I can't be stalking you and you called me and that's how I got your number. I'm just making sure you don't run from something that could help you and that thing could be. No, no, I'm fine. I'm actually doing yoga right now. I'm I'm based. I live in Los Angeles as well. Um, I actually I have a twin sister. It's I'm Amber and I'm Amber and Ashley Chavez. We we're based in Los Angeles. We're photographers and uh, uh, I, we've come across you a couple times and uh, through um, I think we've come across you through. One of the Prager girls, because we're represented by WSC, and uh, we went to one of their shows, and I think I came across you, actually. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know what? Yeah, I'm not really having a problem. I'm single, and that's fine. I'm a single parent. That's fine as well. Wait, is this on, Is this on like, live? This is on live. Okay, well, that sucks. So... <laughs> Oh, really? I didn't catch that before. <laughs> Listen, you're totally fine. Go do yoga with your sister. I'm going to tell Alex Prager that well, I don't. I didn't get your name, really, your full name, so don't worry. No, I just, no, I don't, no, I don't know her. I was just at one of her shows through, uh, Kameen uh, referred us to one of her shows, so we went and we checked it out, and I, I think I met her sister, sister actually, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm nobody, I'm just, just a twin girl, small twin girl, so, anyway. You're great. It's nice. This is just... This is just something I do. If I see somebody call in and then they go away, I just like I just okay. But you back. know what? You know what? Okay. You know what? I like somebody a lot. But he lives in Canada. What, what do I do? What do I do about that? He lives in Canada. That's a country. That's a different country. It's a different country. You live in Los Angeles. How old are you? I am twenty-five. Twenty-five. And you have a kid? I have a wonderful, beautiful monster. Yes, two and a half. Oh my god. Oh my goodness! Um, I must be related because I'm a monster too. Um, well, well, let's see. Well, where's the dad for the one-year-old? Uh, I mean, he's I mean, he's he's in LA. He's LA based too, but he's not really an issue because I mean, we're we're friends. But it's not like anybody I would choose to be with would have any effect on me and his dad's relationship. Like me and his dad are very just like casual parents. Like we don't care who what we do with whoever else. I know, I'm just wondering where he is, if he's around, or like, you know, because you can't really move to Canada. Is there any way the guy from Canada can come to L.A., or how often does he come to L.A.? No, he could, but I just want to move to Canada because of um, the health care and stuff like that. Health care is so expensive down here, and if I would I would love to move to Canada. If I mean, the only, like, thing that ties me down here is my twin sister, because we're just, like, like we can't we're like bone and marrow like we can't leave each other so if my sister found like if since we work together as a pair uh photography wise that's our job if she would be willing to move to canada like i mean i'm close to my parents here but like i wouldn't i, I mean i would pick up and move to canada anytime vancouver especially it's a wonderful area well, that's where my mom's from she's from vancouver really What's oh that? so yeah, but the, the only thing is though like would the guy would the dad be okay if you took your one-year-old child and moved two to and Canada. Half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Um, the dad. I mean, what about because then the dad doesn't you want to see the two and a half-year-old? Of course, but I don't think that me moving. It's a three-hour plane ride from uh, LA to Vancouver, and with as often as his dad as his dad sees him, I don't think that that would change very much if I moved three hours further like it's not like it would be like oh i can't see him now every three or four weeks oh shit like you know it's not like it would be like a huge drastic change or anything and who's the guy in canada what's his story have you had sex with him have you made out with him or what's his deal no he's actually a virgin <laughs> oh my god i don't know why it sounds like a recipe for disaster a virgin guy in canada 
the I don't know. I think well, you know what? I can't I can't like exploit people. I'm not gonna name drop anybody. But if you saw a photo of them, I think that like your I think that you I, I don't know. I think that your jaw would drop like like ten feet below the floor or something. It's pretty amazing. Oh my. Can't you can't you just go visit Canada, hang out with? That's the what I'm gonna. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, visit Canada. Maybe somebody else can watch your two and a half year old. Maybe your sister. Oh, of course. Can watch I, yeah, my my parents, of course. Yeah, take have protected sex and and take the virgin's virginity. No, I'm not gonna have sex with them. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I'm not. I'm not gonna have sex with them. I chose to be celibate starting this year. <laughs> Why? Why? Why such a drastic? Oh, uh, I have a two and a half year old. <laughs> I know, but that's like you know, I I got blackout drunk. I'm taking a break from drinking for a second, but I mean, I'm never, I'm not going to stop drinking altogether. I'm just not going to. Uh, oh, of course. Maybe I should, oh, no, of maybe course not. Right. I would never. No, you know what? No, don't use that comparison because I would never stop drinking ever. I mean, I drink. I mean, I'm constantly <laughs> drinking. I mean, I can't ever give up drinking, but I think the only thing reason I'm like giving up um sex for a little moment is because. I've lived my life having, you know, thinking that sex is a part of a relationship, which it is, of course, but I'm become, I'm, I'm going to turn 26, I'm a parent, and it really hasn't gotten me anywhere, and I found someone that doesn't put a lot of, pre- like, doesn't put a lot of emphasis on that until they're married, so since I'm becoming more religious and spiritual, I'm like, hey, why not give that a try, like, this might, I mean, this might be for you, like, just get to know somebody and have all the fun in the world you can with them without that, and then when you get married, and you get to, like, just go nuts, you know? Like, I just thought that maybe try that. You know what I mean? I guess. I don't know. It sounds complicated and confusing for me. But So you're just, like, wanting to have fun with somebody and then have sex with them after you guys, after you get married. Yeah, it's kind of a bargain. I agree. Well, here's the thing. What happened with the dude? And I know I'm going off on this, and I want to know, but, you know, I'm, I'm clearly stalking you. What happened with the dude? How long were you with the dad for? And what made you decide to have the kid? Um, well, deciding to have a child wasn't really an issue. Um, I grew, I'm, I didn't grow up in a Christian household, but I'm very, um, I try to, I mean, aside from having a, a child at a, a wedlock, I try to live my life uh, according to Bible standards as much as I can. Um, and so aside from having anonymous sex with somebody and getting pregnant, um, the first thing I thought wasn't what to do. The first thing I thought was, I'm going to have a baby. And even though the father of the baby, the first thing he said was, like, well, don't have it. Like, I mean, I didn't take any of that into consideration. I just, like, the second I found out, I just knew, like, oh, my God, Ashley. Oh, oh my God, I just said my name. Ah! Okay, well. That's okay. There are are a million other Ashleys in the world. It's all good. Nobody knows. Okay, so when I found out, the first thing I thought was, oh, my God, you're going to have a baby. Like, it wasn't, I just, I mean, it wasn't a decision for me. I just knew what happened. But me, I mean, the best way to describe it is that, we hadn't, me and the, this particular male, we had no relationship, we had no, it, just somebody chose one person, male, and somebody chose one female, and they just gave them a baby. That's the best way to describe it. Like, there's no background, or there's just just two random people that were given a child. That's, like, the details, don't, like, it's just, that's exactly what it is, exactly. So, we're trying to make the best of it, but, like, you can see how hard that is, because I'm trying to meet people and vice versa, but we have the same friends, the same social circles, so it's, like, I don't know, just like a nightmare, but whatever. Oh, my goodness. That's such an interesting thing. Like, I'm not judging you, and I'm not, like, saying this to be mean at all, but I'm just, like, exploring this thought because this is very interesting to me. Like, it is a really interesting thing that you had, like, you can have sex out of wedlock, and that goes against the Bible if you're going to live your mm-hmm. life that way. You, uh, 
you know, you're not married, you get pregnant, and then, but then men, you, but then you're going to keep the baby because then all of a sudden you're you're going to be like following. No, of course. I mean, I grew up with a certain set of morals, and of course, it's like nobody's perfect. You get you certain things happen, but I wasn't going to be like, oh, since I did this one crappy thing, I'm going to do this other crappy thing. Like I just. Oh, but the, I don't know. No, that's the that's the thing. I I don't think any of the things are crappy. I think like you know, sex before marriage is not crappy. Not you know, having sex or have or getting pregnant, not being married, that's not crappy. Having a baby isn't crappy. Whatever the situation, like all of it, but uh. I'm just more for, like, just do whatever you want to do. Like, had you wanted to have an abortion and you weren't judging yourself, that would have been okay. Have an abortion, have a baby. That's all good. Like, anything you want to do is good. I'm just, like, fascinated because I like to know how people's minds work and how people get into certain situations. No, yeah, I completely agree. I uh, I do think, yeah, abortion, I mean, I don't like saying that word just for some reason. It rolls off my tongue in a very weird way. I don't like the way it sounds off of my mouth. But, I mean, yeah, it's not... I would never judge somebody for having that. I, it's not like I would say I would never have one. I, I mean, I don't really know, but I just felt that, like, hey, I'm not, like, living off the street poor with, like, some kind of abusive family. I really don't have a legitimate excuse to basically, in a way, like, take away a potential life. So I just said, like, hey, it's going to suck for me, but, like, I'm not going to, like, make such a huge decision. I mean, basically, I mean, depending on your belief system, it's a person growing inside of you as soon as it's, like, you know, like, fertilized. So it's, like... Depending on your belief system, I was thinking, like, hey, I don't have a good enough excuse to say no, like, even if it's going to suck for me. That's basically the way I was looking at it. Well, no, I totally get that. Oh, my God, there's just so many interesting facets of that where, you know, I don't have a decent excuse to, to terminate the pregnancy even though it's going to suck for me being pregnant. That's, like, a crazy statement, but I totally get it. But, oh, you know, and here's another thing that I feel. Um I've never been pregnant. I've never gotten pregnant, and I've never had an abortion. <laughs> but I have taken the morning after pill because I've had, I've had some scary moments where I've either had, you know, uh, the condoms broke, broken. Yeah, or yeah. Had, or I tried. I did the pull-out method, but the guy didn't pull out, and like I. Got That's not a method. That's just I, craziness. <laughs> I know, I know, and like so, I did these things. So I've taken the morning after pill like a few times, and and I was never proud about. I never think of the morning after pill as a. Uh, as like, oh, casual birth control. Yeah, yeah I never think like yeah. that. Yeah, as as a contraceptive. Yeah, at all. Like, yeah. It's fucked up because it's poison and it's like burning out your insides. And I'm not. Proud yeah, it actually does. That. It's kind of like it's pretty hard on your um your system, isn't it? Yeah, and and also I'm I'm I, I never think of an abortion. I never think of it as something like, well, if I just get pregnant, I can just get an abortion, no big deal. Because that's like <laughs> it's not fucking casual. Like that would be very scary. However. Dude, it's actually you know, surgery. It's invasive surgery. It is, but at the same time, like, I know that I'm not ready to have a baby, and I don't know how I would feel emotionally because I'm sure, like, hormones are crazy, and, and, like, you know, if I were to get pregnant, you never know if you're going to have that moment as a girl where you're like, oh, my God, I thought I would get an abortion, but now that I'm pregnant, I can't part with this baby. It's part of me now. Like, I'm I'm so terrified. Yeah, ever. I've seen, like yeah, I've seen. And plus, when people, like, when girls make the noble decision of, like, oh, okay, I'm not going to have an abortion. I'm going to have this baby, and I'm going to give it up for adoption. And then they find, like, an adoptive parent, and then they have the baby, and they're like, oh, my God, I need this baby. And they just change their mind on, like, all of a sudden on people, and you're like, wait, what? So it's, it's never a good, there's never a good answer. So it's, yeah, so, but anyway, so I had my son, and he's wonderful. He's psycho, and I'm a single person with a I'm a single parent, even though I'm involved with his dad. Not I mean, his, he's involved with his dad, and I just like something in Canada. And the story, yay! And that's the story. And here's the thing: make sure you raise your kid super great, because then maybe 
I mean, I know everybody's allowed to exist and the life is precious and all that stuff, but maybe if you raise your child really great, he'll come up with a cure for some kind of cancer or AIDS, and then it'll be a whole big blessing. Uh, he's getting... He's actually heading in a different direction. He's already, uh, he's two and a half, and he's already skating. His dad is a professional skateboarder, and uh, his, he's already um, pretty contained uh, with the sport. So he's two and a half years old. He already knows how to ride a skateboard. So oh, I think that's God. the direction he's heading. Just so <laughs> we skate- need another, another good another looking skateboarder. Skateboard. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, my God, well, these skateboarders are good looking, man. They're so dumb. But, yeah, oh so he's already God. skating. It's so cute. But anyways, Alex, 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 so what is your name? Alexi. Alexi. I, I've already said my name. I am Ashley. And I guess I will talk to you soon now that you seem so, I guess, therapeutic. Maybe I'll ring yeah, you well, again. Thank you for trusting me with all your stories. And uh, and just, you know, uh, don't don't move to Canada super quick and just take care of your kids. And, uh, and but, you know, have protected sex. And, and I don't oh know. Oh, my God, you're so cute. <laughs> Thank you for calling in. I mean, thanks for letting me call you back, but you did originally call in. Anyway, holy shit, 25 minutes left until the end of the second hour of the show. Normally I only go an hour sometimes, and recently I have been going two hours because I like doing this because I get to ramble and reflect on my life and listen to your stories. Oh, God. Maybe if I've never had an abortion, it means I'm not able to have kids. Or maybe I just jinxed myself, so now I'm going to get pregnant. Don't you think the end of This Is 40 would, like, a happier ending to the movie This Is 40? And I'm sorry if you've already, if you've not, if you've not yet seen it. Don't you think a happier ending would have been, like, a divorce and an abortion? I do. I was, like, bummed. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm ruining the end of the movie for you, but whatever. It came out a while ago. Go fuck yourself. Uh, anyway, I really think whatever her name is, should have gotten an abortion. They didn't need another kid. They didn't want one. Um, there are a few other rambling thoughts that I had um, that I wanted to go over. All right. What are my thoughts? I told you about the TED Talks. Let me look at my notes. Blah, blah, blah. Do, do, do. Um, hmm. Oh, I told you about how exercising is good. Oh, when you mix something, not feeling. Oh, I told you about that. Okay. Oh, here's something I'm learning as an adult. So listen. Maybe this will help you. I don't know if you're in high school. I don't know who's listening. I don't know if you're out there. The only way I can know if you're out there is if you call in or whatever. But I, I get emails after the, after the fact, so whatever. Um, but if you're listening, here's a life lesson that I'm learning. I'm very emotional, clearly. Okay? Like I, I cry a lot. I feel a lot of feelings. I overanalyze things to death. I live in my head. I, I just... Like, I worry about stuff, and I, I get too concerned with, like, what other people might be thinking or what they're not thinking or if my life is going to be okay or if people like me or, you know, if I'm, am I doing enough or what does that facial expression mean or I'm not feeling enough for the person that, I want, that I'm with, so that means I'm not – like, I don't know. I, I feel a lot of stuff. I'm very emotional is what my point, is, what my point is. And, uh, and I'm doing some kind of, like, not well business project or whatever and the fucked up thing i'm learning is my emotions and me being very emotional serves my creativity and it helps me with my writing and it helps me in making stuff whether it's like if i'm writing a book or i'm writing a blog entry or i'm writing a tv show or whatever it is all my overanalyzing and being hyper self-aware and detail-oriented and just like being overly emotional all that serves 
my like quote unquote art or my creativity. However, there's, you know, if you want to make money, there's always a business side. And like, if you want to get your, your art or your book or your blog, not your blog, but like, if you want to get your TV show made or your book sold or blah, 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 there's a business end to all that stuff. You know, you need both sides need each other. The business people need the creative person. So there's something to sell the creative person needs the business person so they can get their stuff out into the world so they can, you know, uh, make a contribution into the world and share their thoughts and feelings and uh, whatever and get their, their voice out there. But it's hard to be both. It's hard to, like, balance being super emotional and then cut that off when you need to be serious and be in business mode. So... Um, that's something I learned this week where it's like I got on a phone call and I was like kind of fighting with someone I'm working with and they're not communicating their issues with me because they don't really have to because we're just like in a business thing together and working together and it shouldn't, we're not best friends and and I thought we were friends and I thought we were had like an open dialogue and were able to communicate with one another and then I learned in a weird way that like oh this is business and then when I was getting lectured by, like, this is all very vague. When I was getting lectured by the people who were kind of intervening between me and this woman that I'm working with, I, like, burst into tears. And they were like, don't be so emotional. Be a pro. Be a professional. Like, there's no time for you to cry. Like, just whatever. You're working with this person. You don't have to be best friends with everybody and, like, talk about feelings and every aspect of everything with this person. It's business. So, like, that's a life lesson for me and maybe it can help you and help, you know, whether you're in school or you're dealing with a teacher or you have a partner at school and you're like in college or something or whatever, or even if you're like out of college and you're in a workplace and, and you don't get along with someone, but you have to work together. It's one of the most painful things in the world. But like, if you can learn to separate yourself and compartmentalize yourself a bit and not make everything so emotional. And this goes for girls more. I don't mean to, like, make it sexist or whatever. But, uh, I mean, I'm pretty emotional. I know emotional guys, too. But if you can learn to just not take things so personally and, and I don't know, buck up and be professional and not fucking burst into tears at the drop of a hat because things aren't going your way or somebody might not like you, and you can just tough it up, it's, uh, I guess things will make you expand as a human being and it'll make your life, uh, I think that's what professionals and pros do, successful people. They're able to do that. In business, it's business. And then on your own time, you can go get drunk with your friends and talk to your mom and hang out with your girlfriends and shop and talk shit and do all that shit and vent to them. And then when you're working with someone you can't stand, just focus on the work, get your shit done, make your money, smile, and you don't have to worry if they love you. Not everybody's going to like you and not everybody's going to love you. Not everybody's going to be your best friend. And some people are mean and they smile to your face and they talk shit about you behind your back. And you know what? Fuck it. Let that happen. Accept that. Realize that's the case because that's what I'm in the midst of. And uh, as shitty as it is because it makes you feel like so like betrayed and like you can't trust anyone and I just want everybody to like me. Oh, well, not everybody's going to like you and it sucks. But accept it now. And if you're in high school or junior high and you're listening to that, this, what I'm saying right now, then, like, remember that. 
people can be smiling to your face all the time. This is actually a very junior high, high school thing. I should have learned it back then. But, like, just because they're smiling at you doesn't mean they like you. And, like, you know, and don't let it affect you so intensely. Anyway, I hope that helped. Anyway, and another thing even, um, this has nothing to do with that, but here's another thing that I learned this week that maybe will help you. So I have an ex-boyfriend, and we were very close. We were in love. I loved him a ton. He has a very big private. We had amazing sex. We cared for each other like crazy. I think we were madly in love. And uh, we're not together anymore, and we haven't been together in a while. Well, we slept together not that long ago, maybe like, I don't know, six months ago or something. And uh, but that was like a mistake. We're not meant to be. I mean, we're just, we care about each other, but it's not meant to be. He's not meant to be my boyfriend or uh, in my life anymore. I mean, that's a lie. He's just not meant, like, we're not going to date. So I I uh, had a birthday party, and I introduced him to a girlfriend of mine, and they hit it off, and I could tell they were flirting. And, um, you know, I brought it up with him, and I was like, do you know, do you like this girl? And he was like, yeah, you know, will you, will you give me your number, like, make that happen? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And I texted her, and I said, hey, do you, do you like him? And she was like, I do. And I thought about it, and I thought for a second I had a twinge of, like, hey, wait a minute, he's my ex-boyfriend. Like, she can't have him. He'll, he belongs to me forever. And then I realized, and I hopefully this will, you know, open and expand your mind as well and make you uh, a better person, but I don't want to be with this guy. And if I don't want to be with this guy, why shouldn't he be with somebody that that he might like? And doesn't it make sense that he might like somebody that I get along with really great? If I get along great with him and he gets along great with me and I get along great with her and she met him at the party and they totally hit it off and I don't want to be with him and he doesn't want to be with me, why the fuck would I stand in the way of him potentially being happy with one of my friends? That's like so selfish. When girls call dibs on guys and they own them for life or whatever, or I, I, I'm, I'm mainly here girls doing that and then guys. But like, it's just so unfair and fucked up. If you don't like someone and you don't, and you don't want them for you, then let them go and let them, and you should want them to be your friend and love them and want them to be happy. And, you know, that's why friends date, you know, this, that's why circles get incestuous. People get so pissed off that, that, you know, people date the same people and blah, 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 and it gets incestuous. But of course it does. If a bunch of like-minded people are in a group, of course they're all going to be like, it makes sense if more than one person is attracted to another person. Because you've all come together because you see, you know, you like each other and you're similar and you have similar interests and blah, 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 and a similar mentality. So that was my, uh, something I dealt with this week. And I was very proud of myself and congratulatory and patting myself on the back at the fact that I like overcame my ego. And ultimately I realized if I don't want to be with a dude, you know, but my friend does, cool. As long as somebody gets something out of it and they're happy, that's awesome. Anyway, I've been blabbing for a fucking hell of a long time, and uh, I'm going to end the show. How do I do that? You guys, thank you so much for listening to me fucking rattle on about nonsense. I hope you had a fantastic Valentine's Day. I hope nobody else ever gets blackout drunk like I did uh, and that they learn from my mistake. Anyway, thank you for listening to Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by I'mBoyCrazy.com. Tune in next Wednesday, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Follow me on Twitter at I'mBoyCrazy. 
You can subscribe to Boy Crazy Radio on iTunes. Yeah, motherfucking iTunes. Uh, you can always call me and leave a voicemail message on Boy Crazy Voicemail, which you can't call in during the live show. I told you the number before. I will tell you the number again. It's area code 888-666-2045. Leave your message under a minute. Don't include your telephone number in your voicemail message. Um, if you, the listeners out there, want to submit your music, please email me an MP3 to boycrazyalexi at gmail.com, subject music. If you would like me to speak at your school or your high school or your college, I would love to do that. That is something that I do. There's a video on my website, I'm boycrazy.com, that shows you a little bit of what that uh, is like. Email me again at boycrazyalexi at gmail.com, subject speak. Uh, I'm going to play us out with a song. Mm, what song should I play us out with? Oh, I love this song a lot. Where is it? God damn it. Oh, here we go. It's up here. Um, tomorrow, I don't know if anybody's in Los Angeles, but I'm going to go see Nick Cave play at the Fonda on Friday. Uh, I'm going to see, I think it's, I think I'm going to see the Orwells play at the Echo in Los Angeles in, yeah. And what else is my point? It's Oscar week. There are a lot of fun Oscar parties. I am not uh, nominated for an Academy Award, so I don't know why I would go to any of these parties. But for some reason, for the first time in my life, I like found out or like had a friend who is invited and has a reason to go. Like they've asked me if I wanted to go with them. Tonight I was going to go to one of these crazy parties but since I got blackout drunk on Saturday I thought you know what I just want to take a break from partying so I think that's interesting that uh, a long time ago I would have died to go to an Oscar party I would have died I would have loved it I would have fucking dropped everything I would have canceled the podcast to go to the Oscar party but now that I'm wiser and a little bit more evolved and probably my liver is still fucking probably you know uh, you know uh, pickled from last Saturday I'm not. I'm not going to the party. Because also, I feel like I have no reason to be there other than to, like, what am I supposed to do? Meet, like, a rich husband or, or like, fuck some famous dude? Like, that's not really the goal. And those parties, like I said before, because I've been to parties like that, they aren't raging crazy parties. They're, they're like, networking things for actors, like, famous people to, like, rub elbows with other, like, famous directors and producers and Hollywood people so they can get their next job. So it's not, like, for me to go there and get all wild and not have any real, like, business uh, goal doesn't make any sense so sometimes it's a nice thing to know not to it's nice to not go somewhere if you have no reason to be there you know what I mean like I've been to Sundance I went to Sundance Film Festival one time in my life because I had like a part in a movie that was playing at Sundance I've never been to Sundance again because I have not been in another movie that was playing at Sundance and I remember when I did go to Sundance, I saw all these people, like, I saw Paris Hilton there, and I saw all these, like, people who had no reason to be there. They were just there to go to weird parties and stuff, and uh, it just seemed bizarre. It just seemed like, I don't know. It just seemed wrong. That's that's my deep thought of the day. Oh, God, I'm exhausted by the sound of my own voice. This is one of my favorite songs lately. It's beautiful. It's a, a, it's a song to fall in love to, I think. It's called A New Life by Jim James. Jim James is the lead singer of My Morning Jacket, and this is his solo record, and I can't remember what it's called, but I don't know. Fucking Google it. The name of the song is A New Life. You guys, thank you for listening. I don't care what everybody else says about you. I love you.
The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee. Credit valid for in Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer ends 1716-7218. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio. Reward card requires online registration.